Thanks for joining us for Open Bible Online today. Open Bible Baptist Church has been in South Jersey for over 60 years. We love this community and we want to be a help to you. In order to help us help you in the best way possible, would you do us a favor? Please fill out the digital connection card posted in this link. Here you could post prayer requests and also ask any questions you may have about Open Bible. If you'd like to give today, you could give online in less than two minutes. Visit openbiblenj.org for more information. Thanks again for joining us today. Now enjoy the service. All right. If, uh, if you could turn your Bibles to uh, Genesis chapter 50 and uh, say amen when you're there. And we're going to be looking at verses 17 through 21. And, uh, and the Bible reads it this way. Uh, so shall ye say unto Joseph, Forgive, I pray thee now, the trespass of thy brethren and their sin. For they did unto thee evil. And now we pray thee, forgive the trespass of the servants of the God of thy father. And Joseph wept when they spake unto him. And his brethren also went and fell down before his face. And they said, Behold, we be thy servants. And Joseph said unto them, Fear not, for am I in the place of God? But as for you, ye thought evil against me, but God meant it unto good, to bring to pass as it is this day, to save much people alive. Now therefore fear ye not, I will nourish you and your little ones. And he comforted them and spake kindly unto them. Uh, so I just want to take some time to talk with you uh, as I've had the privilege to uh, study the life of Joseph and what a wonderful uh, encouragement it was. Um, and uh, I just want to go over a couple points that God has shown me in Joseph's life. Um, the, the first point that we're going to look at uh, with Joseph is that uh, Joseph was faithful as a son. He was obedient to his calling. Um, and uh, we see this in Genesis 37. And in, uh, in verse 14, and the Bible reads it this way. And he said to him, Go, I pray thee, see whether it be well with thy brethren and well with the flocks, and bring me word again. So he sent him out of the vale of Hebron, and he came to Shechem. So we see that, that Joseph obeyed his father even when the commands could not have been comfortable or enjoyable. Um, his father sent him to his brothers who hated him. Joseph simply obeyed. Uh, our Heavenly Father sent us to evangelize a world which simply hates us, but it is our job to obey. Um, Joseph simply, his father asked him to do something and Joseph simply obeyed. And when I saw this and I studied this, I see that this is a, uh, a explicit contrast to uh, Jesus Christ. Um, because Jesus, when he came and walked the earth, he came as, and he was faithful as a son. Uh, we see this in Matthew uh, chapter 6, verse 38 and 39. that says, For I came down from heaven, not to do my own will, but the will of him that sent me, and this is the Father's will which had sent me, that of all which he hath given me, 
I should lose nothing, but should raise it up again at the last day. Uh, so we see that, Joseph, that, that this is a direct correlation to Christ. It's a picture of Christ. And not only was Joseph faithful as a son, but he was also faithful as a servant. And uh, if you want to flip over to Genesis chapter 39, and we're going to look at verse number 4. And the Bible reads it this way. And Joseph found grace in his sight, and he served him, and he made him overseer, overseer over his house and all that he had put into his hand. So we see that Joseph was faithful as a servant in Potiphar's house. So much so that, uh, that Potiphar uh, gave him, he allowed him to oversee his household. And, uh, and this, um, or and we see that Joseph was placed in several uncomfortable positions, but was always willing to serve. Uh, Joseph never grew bitter over his terrible circumstances, but instead was always ready to serve faithfully and diligently diligently. Uh, Joseph always seen God bigger than his circumstances, um, regardless of what he, what he was in or faced. And Joseph's view of God was bigger than his circumstances, and he always had an attitude to serve, knowing he, hasn't, he wasn't serving his circumstances, but that he was serving a God that was bigger than his uh, circumstances. How many of us can say that, that we don't that we look at God more than we look at our circumstances. Or how we say our attitude is, that is it that when something happens to us, is it, why is this happening to me? Or is it, or are we looking at it as, wow, how can I serve God in this opportunity? Um, A.W. Tozer said it this way, true faith rests upon the character of God and asks no further proof than the moral perfections of the one who cannot lie. And uh, just to share a bit of, a little bit of my testimony, I experienced this myself back March 25th, 2016. I lost someone close to me. And the only thing that I literally had to hang on to was the character of God. I didn't understand the situation. I didn't know why. Um, and to be honest, God didn't owe me an explanation. Um, the only thing I needed to do was know that he's working it out for my good and his glory. And based on his character, he was going to carry me through it. I just had to trust him. And, um, but we see here that, that Joseph being faithful as a servant is another contrast to Jesus Christ. In that when Jesus came and walked this earth, he came, he was faithful as a servant. Um, and we see this in, uh, in Matthew 20, uh, verse 28. That says, even as the Son of Man came not to be ministered unto, but to minister, and to give his life a ransom for many. Um, so we see that, uh, that that's a direct correlation to Christ. Um, uh, and the third, the third point that we see, um, which I think is the biggest, the biggest overview of the whole life of Joseph is, um, is Joseph was faithful as a sovereign. Um, he forgave his family and God used him to save and preserve his family. 
Uh, if you flip over to Genesis 50, and we're going to look at verses 20 and 21, say amen when you're there. And the Bible reads it this way. But as for you, you thought evil against me, but God meant it unto good. To bring to pass as it is this day, to save much people alive. Now therefore fear ye not, I will nourish you and your little ones. And he comforted them, and he spake kindly unto them. And so we see here that Joseph understood clearly that judgment was of the Lord and that his brothers were not to fear, for he would take care of them. Joseph reacted with love, mercy, and true justice. He would allow God to deliver retribution as he saw fit. Joseph did not overstep his authority and take God's job into his own hands. How many of us can say that? That we had someone do something to us and we want to take uh, vengeance in our own, own hands. But that's God's job. Um, and this is a literal picture of Romans 12:19 uh, that says, "Dearly beloved, avenge not yourselves, but rather give place unto wrath, for it is, vi- it is written, "Vengeance is mine, I will repay." saith the Lord. The one who trusts in God will not think it necessary to, to avenge themselves. They will leave the issue of vengeance to God and give place to wrath, giving no place to their own wrath and a wide place to God's wrath. When we are seeking the Lord and we're spending time in prayer and we're spending time in His Word and we're allowing God to uh, we're being fully surrendered to Him and we're allowing God to work in our lives, we will, and we understand our place like Joseph did. Joseph, in the world's view, had every right, even when he had the authority, to do what he pleased or what was right in his own eyes based upon how his brothers treated him. But he knew that it wasn't his place and that he just needed to be faithful with, with what God gave him and, um, and because of this attitude of always willing to serve where he is and being faithful with what God had given him, God actually used Joseph to minister to an entire nation. And this, again, is a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful contrast to Christ. Because when Christ came to this earth and walked this earth, He was a faithful sovereign for the whole world. He came to save the whole world. And uh, there's no better picture of that. Um, And we see this in one of the most well-known verses, John 3, 16 and 17. And it says, uh, For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in Him should not perish but have everlasting life. For God sent not His Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through Him might be saved. And that's a, that's a correlation. The same way God used uh, uh, Joseph to 
He was faithful with everything that he did, and he served those that every, in every situation God raised him up. And in the same way, Christ came to save the world, and God raised him up. And the one word that it would be used to describe Joseph and his life is faithfulness. He was completely faithful in every circumstance that he was plunged, thrown, or placed into. And uh, A.W. Tozer uh, said, it, said it this way, If we understand that everything happened to us is to make us more Christ-like, it will solve a great deal of anxiety in our lives. If we looked at every situation that happened to us and is like, wow, God's making this to make me more Christ-like, I think it would, it would move us to be more faithful to him. Um, and, uh, and Joseph's life is, a, uh, is an overview of, some say this verse here that says, uh, and we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are called according to his purpose. And this is why we have to understand what we have in Christ. Um, Romans 6.11 says it clearly. Likewise reckon ye also yourselves to be dead indeed unto sin, but alive unto God through Jesus Christ our Lord. And, um, and so everything that we need or anything that, that we uh, have is all in Christ. And the only reason why that we can have a desire for his word, that we can... Uh, be in a desire to pray or even serve him in any capacity is because of Christ, because he was faithful. And the Holy Spirit draws us unto himself. Uh, so as I, as I uh, close, um, I'll just leave you with these questions. Who does your life point to? You or Christ? The one thing that we know is certain is that we're all going to pass away. We're all going to we're all going to die. That's certain. And when we die, people are going to talk um, about how you impacted their lives. But is it going to lead them to talk about you, or is it going to lead them to talk about Christ? And we see this picture perfect uh, as I've had the privilege to study the life of Samson and now study the life of Joseph, I see two totally different contrasts. And you see one life that's lived completely disobediently for himself, and it ultimately led to his destruction. And, and then you see one life that was faithful in every aspect of his life. And it was a picture of Christ, and it pointed to Christ. And, uh, and the other is, what is your attitude to everything you face in life? Um, because attitude is the one thing that is very small but has the biggest impact. And lastly, what are you doing with God, with what God has given you? Are you being faithful with it? Uh, there was a uh, quote that I heard couple Sundays ago that really struck me and really drilled right through me. And it was manage everything, own nothing. 
Because in reality, we own nothing in this world. We can't take anything with us. Um, and so, and how we manage it, we're going to give a direct account for. Just like as I give this message to you, I don't take these opportunities lightly because I know that I'm going to give an account one day for it. Um, but I just pray that it's a help to you, that it encourages and challenges you. Um, and as I close, I just want to um, share with you a, a, a hymn that really God has been using to minister to my heart, my mind, everything. And I actually, uh, I've never heard it sung, at least in this church, but I actually found it in the, uh, in the hymn book one Wednesday night when, I was, when God was drawing me to, to just search the, the songs. And the song is called Take Time to Be Holy. And it's based upon uh, verse, uh, 1 Peter 1.16 that says, Because it is written, Be holy, for I am holy. And I believe that if there was a hymn to just overview the Christian life, it would be this one here. And it, and it, it reads this way. Take time to be holy. Speak oft with thy Lord. Are you speaking to him? Abide in Him always and feed on His Word. His Word is profitable for everything. Uh, it says in 2 Timothy 3.16, All Scripture is given by inspiration of God, profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, instruction in righteousness. Why? So the man of God may be thoroughly furnished unto all good works. And it says, uh, Make friends of God's children help those who are weak forgetting in nothing his blessing to seek. Take time to be holy, the world rushes on. Spend much time in secret with Jesus alone. Like we heard this past Sunday, are you getting under that umbrella? Are you getting in the presence of, of God? By looking to Jesus, like him thou shalt be. Thy friends in thy conduct, his likeness shall see. Take time to be holy, let him be thy guide, and run not before him, whatever betide. In joy or in sorrow, still follow thy Lord. Man, some people like to follow him when everything's good, but as soon as sorrow comes, difficulties comes, they don't understand. They want to pump their fist at God and walk away. And looking to Jesus, still trust in his word, profitable for all things. Take time to be holy. Be calm in thy soul. That's the result of trusting in the Word of God. Um, each thought and each motive beneath His control. Thus led by His Spirit to fountains of love, thou soon shall be fitted for service above. Uh, let's pray. Heavenly Father, I just thank You for the privilege and opportunity to be in Your house and be able to be around Your Word. Uh, you see my heart and you know my desire to bring you honor and glory. I pray that it was edifying, um, but yet convicting. I pray that you use it because uh, I have nothing to say and you had everything to say. And your word never comes back void. And uh, I pray, Father, as a church, that you would help us to be faithful in all areas and aspects of our lives and everything that you give us to steward. Father, we love you and praise you. And I ask all this in Christ Jesus' name. Amen.
again for watching us online today. If you haven't done so already, please fill out a digital connection card so we know how to better serve you this week. For encouragement throughout your week, you can listen to past sermons by searching Open Bible Baptist Church on the Apple Podcast or Google Play Store. If you'd like to give today, you could give online at openbiblenj.org. Thanks again for joining us today. We'll see you on the next broadcast.